We have been on a journey. We've been in a new series. What's next? What's next? What's God got next? That as Pastor Brennan introduced this series, and uh, I tell you what, can I just, man, we have got the best senior pastors in the world. Do you believe it? Come on, give him some honor. He always knows it's coming, so he runs out of the room. But uh, I tell you what, he, he is a friend, he is my pastor, and uh, they're the most generous people I know on this planet, and so it's an honor to serve them. But Pastor Brent, he launched into this series asking three powerful questions. The first one being this, have you ever felt like something is missing? Missing. Secondly, have you ever felt like craving a greater sense of purpose? And thirdly, asked God... What's next? What's next? And then we went into the next week where we were looking at how to grow. And one of the things that we need to grow or need to be, uh, be aware of is that on the path of the next step, we need to know God, find freedom, get rid of things that are holding us back, discover purpose that then leads us to help us make a difference. Pastor Mel preached, uh, used a, a powerful illustration from the, the story of Samson. And, uh, and there we explore that even when we make mistakes, even when we get off course, God has this power of being able to use all things for the good of Him. That He can turn all things around if we're just willing to trust Him. Come on, I want to declare today that no matter your age, your stage of life, what type of shoes you wear or your hair color or hair that lack of, okay, God has a next step for you. God's got another step if we are prepared to trust Him. But today I want to explore this as we just sort of swing back you know, I love what Pastor Brennan was sharing around how we make a difference, making a difference, that when we understand our purpose, that leads to making a difference to uh, our world and people around us. But when we explore that, often we're sort of like, well, how do I do that? How do I actually take that next step? And obviously the most simplest explanation or answer to that is to ask someone, to actually go up to someone who has a here-to-help shirt on and say, what can I do? What's next? How can I help? And they'll be like, I don't know. I don't know you. Go find, find someone else. But maybe it's a little bit more deeper than that. Maybe it's a little bit more of instead of going to people, which is often the default mode that we find ourselves in, but actually asking God. Actually turning our ears to heaven and say, God, what is your next step? for my life. Because it's in that that we find fulfillment. Well, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to actually take that next step. I haven't got these things in order. Well, God isn't into perfection. He's into availability. That He's looking for willing vessels and open hearts to, to work with. And that's where we see great things. But I don't hear from God. I don't hear God speaking to me. Well, maybe it's not that God has a problem speaking, maybe it's that we have a problem hearing. Maybe the, the world is just a little bit too loud. Maybe we're just a little bit too distracted that we're actually not hearing what God's trying to say, but it's time to turn down the noise, turn up Jesus, and then start to download all that He's got for our lives. We have a speaking God, and He wants to speak to you. 
one of the ways that He does speak to us is through dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. Have you ever thought about that, that time in your life where you, you got a, an idea or you got a bit of vision and, and you were like, man, this is awesome. And there's, there's almost like there's the energy in the step. There's power in the step. There's strength. There's vitality in the step as you do that. It's because you've got a vision. You know where you're going. But so often we find ourselves off track. See, the key to our success and health is linked to our dreams and our visions. Dreams and visions. In Proverbs 29.18 in the King James Version, it says this, Where there is no vision, the people perish. See, maybe today you feel like it's not a physical death, but it's almost like the walking dead. That your once fruitful marriage has become stale, stopped. Your business feels like it's treading water. Your relationships are struggling. Is it that you've lost the vision for that marriage or that relationship or that business? In the NIV version, it says this, that where there is no revelation, people cast off restraints. they got a, a bit of the who cares, that I don't care anymore that they've stopped living and stopped focused on what God's doing, but they've just found themselves in a position where it's like, God, I can't do it anymore. So you know what? That's just another uh, hump on the road. I'm just going to keep moving on. I don't care anymore, which is dangerous because I want to declare that your life is a life of significance, that it's not just survival, that God's purpose and His plan is for you to thrive, not just survive. And so as we get into the presence of God and we continually turn our ears to heaven, come on, let's get a revelation of what God has for us. But in the message, the same verse, it describes it this way. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, come on, they are most blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed when we are focused on God, when we understand what He has for our lives. And so today, as we explore what's next, my encouragement to you is that you would begin to dream again. My prayer for you today is that you wouldn't just dream normal dreams, that you wouldn't just have a a normal uh, finger touch sort of vision for your life, but that you would start to surrender that and have a God dream. That you would understand that when we start to unpack the Word of God, that the dream isn't just a natural dream, but it's a supernatural thing that God wants to do in your life. And it's bigger than what you and I could ever imagine, think, or believe. Come on, when we start to get a God dream, it takes us from the normal to the supernatural. And that's what I'm focused on today. That we would have a dream to be healthy, have a healthy vision for our relationships. It's vision that gives us the strength, our ability to endure is determined by the size of our dream. So let's dream big. Let's dream big. About five and a half years ago, I was in my bathroom. I was shaving my face and my wife came in and she's sort of like, you know, there's just sort of that that tone to their voice. Like, hey, babe. You know, you know there's going to be a conversation. And she's last night I had the most vivid dream of my life. I was like, cool, 
And she just starts to describe our family and what God's got for us. And in that dream, she felt called for us to have another baby. And I was just not on board. I just felt that what that was not from God. And she said, it's crazy, but I just feel like we're going to have another baby and we're going to have a baby boy. And I was like, you know what? Life's really, really good. Like we were in this sweet zone where our youngest daughter, Ava Grace, she'd just gotten out of nappies. And yeah, come on now, parent. She was eating her own steak. Like she, most of the food was staying on the table. And I was like, life is good. But she was just so adamant. She's like, no, I've heard from God. We're going to have a baby boy. Well, I love my wife. Who am I to stop the call of God in our marriage? And, and on the 26th of January 2018, Israel Bobby Gardner was born. Come on. Come on. Praise God. Fifth, he, was, he, was, he was three weeks premier. It was crazy. All, every complication that could have happened, never happened with any of the other kids, happened with this one. And uh, we just kept on saying, well, God, this is your dream for our life. So he's your kid. It was terrible. Like at the 16-week mark, they said, do you want to know the sex of the baby? And we're those parents. Yes, we do. And, uh, and so we, everyone came in. They checked it, double-checked, triple-checked. Yes, it was a boy. And I just remember at that moment, I remember weeping like so much. And uh, not because we were having a boy, but because how can I ever argue with my wife again? Like literally, like she only has to say, well, I heard from God. Like, I don't have a leg to stand on. The pants are off. It's done. It's like, ne never again. Another dream that we had for our life was uh, three years ago, we started to plan uh, what we would do about owning our own home, our first home. And uh, we were praying and preparing for that. Went to the banks, put a plan in place. And I really felt God impress upon my heart that we would build a home, that we would build a brand new home. And, uh, and so we started to prepare for that. But everything that we were trying to plan just didn't work out. We understood the market, as we all are well aware of the last several years, has gone crazy, ridiculously crazy, pepped up, all right? And so all the blocks of land we were looking at out of our price range wasn't going to work. Uh, the only way it would work if we got a shipping container, we all lived in that, all right? And not a 20-footer. We're talking about a 10-foot shipping container, all right? <laughs> and... We, uh, we actually ended up set settling. We found a beautiful house, nice suburb, already built. And uh, we even put an offer in. It was accepted. I remember bringing Pastor Brandon in, and we were walking around the house. We're going to knock this wall out. We're going to do this and uh, make all these provisions for this home. And I just distinctly remember him challenging me and saying, you know, I just feel like God's got something bigger for you. God's got something more, Bobby. And I was like, like any person does when someone tries to share some wisdom with him when you're all caught up in the excitement of doing things. Yeah, 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 whatever, all right? I ended up getting kazumped. Anyone be kazumped? It's like being robbed. It's the worst. And so we actually ended up losing that property. And I was just remember being so frustrated that I just went to God and said, you know what, God, you put in my heart to build a brand new house. It's not in the budget. The, the we've, I feel like we've missed the market. Within a week of that prayer, I remember getting a call from my real estate agent this, and a close friend of ours, part of the church. And they said to us, we know that you're looking for a block of land. I know your budget. Someone is about to uh, pull out of this block of land. Do you want it? Got in my car, drove to the block of land, 
I rang, I had everything, I was like, it's flat level, hills, beautiful location, up on a, on, on a it was elevated um, on this street, and I rang them back straight away, said, we'll take it, send the bank details, bought, um, sent them the money, and, uh, and just was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Didn't do anything, but it all came to me. That was about 1.30, 2 o'clock, went to my, um, rang my wife, I said, babe, meet me at this address, she meets me in the street, we get out of the car, we're looking at the block, and uh, she's just like, this is nice, I said, what's the price, I said, babe, you wouldn't believe it, it's, uh, it's this price, and she's like, wow, okay, cool, and then, and then I said this, I said, and um, we bought it, <laughs> she's like, what, I said, we bought the block of land, this is our block of land, she goes, I love it, I was like, praise God, she didn't kill me. It was payback for the baby thing. But anyway, but, but seriously, you got, what you've got to understand about this miracle is that I didn't go chasing for this. I tried to make everything, to, I tried to make every single thing happen. I was trying to make everything. The Greek in me was like, man, you gotta, I can make this happen. I can do something here. I couldn't do it. It was when I surrendered and said, God, you're in control, that we saw something powerful happen. And on the, come on, come on. On the 17th of February this year, we moved into our brand new home. Glory to God. Nothing I could have done. Come on. God has got a blueprint for your life. He's got a God dream for your life. And it will super exceed anything you could ever hope, dream, or imagine. God's got more. God's got a bigger dream for your life. See, in the room today, we've got five different types of people. And I hope that you identify with one of these five. The first one being, you have no dream. See, no dream is to have no vision. My question today is, how is your relationship with God? Do you have a relationship with God? Have you walked away from God and so now you're just living for yourself? See, this is what Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. See, if we don't have God, we don't have a God dream. We can't have a God vision. But this is what the answer is. And I love this as we surrender to this. In Jeremiah 33.3, 3, it says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. Not ordinary and stale and normal things. No, mighty things, which you do, do not know. Come on. God invites us to have a relationship with Him so He can deposit God dreams into our lives. Man, God wants to talk to you. Are you willing to listen? Secondly, a wrong dream. It's not a bad dream. It's not a sinful dream, but it's not a God dream. Could be a good dream. Could be a dream to focus around buying a house, getting your schools and uh, kids into the right school. But is it is it a God dream, or is it in pursuit of what we want and earthly possessions? See, in Acts 20, 24, Paul says this, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The healthiest way to live is in partnership with God. Paul understood this. And the only way that we can have a God dream is that we need to bring everything that we have and surrender it to Him. God, have it all. God, you can have my marriage, you can have my car, you can have my children, you can even have my eating habits, whatever it is, give it over to God. Because that's where we go from good to great. 
from a God dream to a bigger dream in Him. Come on, we need to start to present all of our requests to God. Surrender your life to God and He will direct your paths. The action, if we're going to take this dream, it needs to be a God dream. Surrender it to Him and I know He's going to bless you. Thirdly, a stale dream. A stale dream. You were once fired up on fire. You had some zeal in your belly. You had some passion in you. You were running around doing it awesome and then you hit a setback. Hit a bump in the road. Got rejected. And so what once was a fired up dream for God has now become stale. You know, I think about a, I think about, um, a fire. Has anyone, was anyone ever a part of Royal Rangers? It was like, uh, it was like the, the God version of Scouts, right? It was super, super cool. And I will continue to tell myself that. And so a part of that was uh, going camping and you would earn badges. And one of the badges that you would or could earn was the Outdoor Adventure Badge. When I hear myself saying it out loud, it really does not sound cool. But it was fun at the time. But I remember we went out camping and one of the tasks that we had to do to earn this badge was to light a fire with one match. We had one match. That was it. And if we failed, then they would give you another one. But, like, but you would get this match. And so the fun was running around the bush, right? You didn't know what you would find. And you'd gather all the timber and the kindling and the bark and, and everything that you needed to make this fire. And so you would get all of it together and you'd build it into a little teepee and you get your friend to stand on that side of the element. So if something went wrong, they would get burnt instead. And so we would stand there and you would get your match and you get real down low. And you would strike the match as close to the fire as possible so that it would hit the kindling so you had the best chance of starting this fire. And when you, you lit that match, you stick it in the kindling there and you get down low and you blow on it. And just as it is about to spark, that's when most of us stop. That's when most of us actually get to a place where there's discomfort. discomfort. See, God doesn't give a big dream and then easy steps. Come on, there's often a price to pay. There's a sacrifice to be had. And just as it is about to take off, that's where a lot of people stop. Come on, I want to encourage you today. Get in the presence of God again. Get close to Him. And allow Him to reignite that dream in your life. Because when it does, when it does, and you get down low, and you start to and then just then just then the kindling and smolders and the smoke and it's annoying it's frustrating but you're gonna you're prepared to stay you're prepared to abide stay in his presence and as you do that man this fire it takes off and you're back on track one of the best ways that you can reignite take a stale dream to a god dream is to simply pray and fast that's simply one of the Ways that I do it. But I want to encourage you, if you've got a stale dream, come on, it's time to get a little bit radical, a little bit crazy for Jesus. You've got to turn off the world and you've got to shut that door, get rid of all the distractions, put the, what's the notific, turn off the notic, notifications on your phone and go, God, I want you. I want all of you. Come on, reignite my life and see God move in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Fourthly, a vague dream. God's given you a dream, but for some reason or another, it just doesn't stick. 
There's no stickability about it. You keep hearing from God, but then it's gone just in the wind. This is what the Word of God says, and it's so profound. It's going to blow your mind. It says in Habakkuk 2, 2, and the New King James, it says, wait for it, write the vision and it make it plain on tablets, the OG iPad, that he may run who reads it. In the message it says, and then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters so that you can read it on the run. When we got a vision for our lives around having a house, building a legacy. Man, I remember taking that bit of paper from, the, um, from our, our banker, pinning it to the wall, and so that every single time I was walking through the house in our office, I would see that bit of paper. I would pray over that bit of paper. I would declare that, that we are going to build a house in Jesus' name, that nothing's going to stop me. And when I would sometimes get distracted and go, my TV's too small, I would go, no, I want to build a house. Every time that I would go, well, something, you know, I, I need to upgrade this, or I need a new phone plan, or I need to, no, I would look at this, and I would go, no, that's the plan. That's the dream. That's the vision. Man, when you write down the God dreams in your life, it anchors you to it and it keeps you on track. Come on, write down the God dreams in your life. Five, a God dream. A God dream. What is a God dream? It's God honoring. Good. It's a, it's a good and faithful dream. It's also a dream that produces fruit. It produces joy. It produces peace and patience in your life. But this is what I love about a God dream, that God's dream for you has two parts. The first part is that it's an eternal dream for your life, that He wants to be in relationship with you, that He wants you to be reignited into heaven with Him, and He wants you to have an eternal dream. The second dream that He has for you is the purpose dream, the one that's here on earth. The one where it says the good and faithful part of that dream, that while you're here on earth, yes, you're in relationship with me, and yes, you're, now your name is written in the book of life, but your life's not your own. It's mine. And I have a dream for you. It's a bigger dream for you. And as you live in that dream, you will bring fulfillment to your life because this is the God design. As a church, our dream is all about inspiring people to live for Jesus. Everything that we do is all about how do we inspire people to Jesus, the way that we usher and love on people and make coffees. By the way, best piccolo I've had in a very long time. Thank you. Loved it. God bless the barista team. Come on, let's continue to do everything that we can to plunder hell and populate heaven. Come on, church, all I want to do today is just to stir your spirit just a little bit, that we wouldn't just settle for a normal dream, but that we would take hold and be in pursuit of the God dream for your life. Come on, that's where we got to be. And so how do we do that? Well, I love this story, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end here. In Mark 22 to 25, incredible story about how we can continue to dream God dreams, to keep us dreaming big dreams, it says this, that they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spat on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. And hear this when it says this. 
Once more, Jesus put his hand on the man's eyes and he saw everything clearly. Everything clear. I love what he does here. It was such an intimate miracle. He removed him from his distractions. He put him into a, into a space where only God could move, that he couldn't hear the, the, the noises, but he could hear what God had to do. He didn't touch him in a normal sort of way, that he had a new approach. He had something that was designed just for this man. He, he didn't just touch him on the shoulder or the hand. or No, he touched his eyes because that's what he needed. Are you open to what God wants to do for you today? That fresh dream, that fresh touch of His Spirit today. But this is where I really want us to focus. See, we need to understand that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher, are different to our thoughts. We can't limit God to what He's done in the past. We need to be open to what God can do in the future. But this is what I love. In the last bit there, that Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and he said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. And then once more, he touched him again. Man, in a moment, God can take you from disbelief to total belief. From discomfort to breakthrough. From chaos to clarity. Let's not settle for just a normal dream. It's a good dream. It's a great dream. But is it a God dream? Once you allow God to once more just touch you again today and start to reveal to you a bigger, a bigger dream, a bigger vision. And would you trust Him to bring provision and the power and the blessing for that dream in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.